This is Safe Zone, the podcast by OHS Canada, the national occupational health and safety magazine published by Annex Business Media. You've tuned in to hear conversations with Canadian safety professionals on the latest in OHS trends and research. episode is brought to you by Hoisting Limited, safely delivering full-service overhead cranes and material handling solutions with expertise, professionalism, and dedication to exceeding industry standards. For more information, visit hoistingltd.com. Hello, and welcome to the Safe Zone podcast. I'm your host, Marcel Vanderweer, the editor of OHS Canada. I'm joined today by Tom Kovacs and Sebastian Cote of Hoisting Limited in Edmonton. Tom is a project manager with the company, while Sebastian is a shop foreman. Welcome, Tom and Sebastian, and thank you both for joining me today. Hi, Marcel. Hi, Marcel. Thanks. In this episode, we'll be discussing manufacturing standards in regards to overhead cranes. During this conversation, we'll touch on the engineering involved in designing a crane of this nature. We'll discuss safety features a customer should look for in a new crane and why crane operator training is so important. Given recent events in Canada, crane safety is of extremely high relevance right now. So Tom and Sebastian, let's hear from you. What role does engineering play in manufacturing an overhead crane? I'll answer that question. It's Tom. Really, any time that uh, you're manufacturing an overhead crane, uh, engineering has to be completed on the design uh doesn't matter if it's a a kit crane or or a custom crane you really need an engineer to to size the uh bridge beams to make sure that the equipment is uh correct for the the structure that and the and the application that you're you're looking to have a crane work for this is Sebastian Marcel. Uh, regarding engineering into the uh, design of crane, there's also a factor of uh, calculation of like possibility of structural members that are kind of a little bit weaker than expected. Chemistry behind that, also possibility of modification in the future. Uh, all these uh, elements uh, has to be reviewed by engineers and. Uh, I think that's what engineers that inform their into overhead cranes. What important features should a customer look for in a new overhead crane? Can you guys detail those aspects? Feature that the client or customer should look for into overhead cranes. Uh, we make sure that the drawing has been made, a design has been made by an engineer. It's been approved by a uh, engineering firm or a company uh, that employs uh, approved engineers, that the company is a certified CWB uh, welding company. That means that their welders are qualified, uh, all the uh, employees or the uh, tradesperson are uh, under certain uh, uh, guidelines. Make sure that uh, the crane technicians that uh, will be working on the cranes or inspecting the cranes have their 10,000 hours uh, that they're certified as crane technicians. Uh, That uh, hoist and equipment that has been purchased as uh, high quality, uh, recognized 
a company that uh, will provide uh, equipment, parts, uh, warranty, and uh, all sorts of uh, support uh, that will help out there in case of breakdown, failure, uh, maintenance, so on and so forth. Obviously, as well, the, you want to look for uh, a manufacturer that's got some history in the industry when you're looking to buy. As you're purchasing a, a, an expensive piece of machinery, uh, you want to make sure that that manufacturer has a strong connection to the OEM equipment that they're supplying, that they, uh, they have uh, OEM certified technicians that are going to work on that equipment that they're, it's going to be designed as per the OEM uh, manufacturer of the hoist and the, and the crane equipment. And that like Sebastian had already pointed out that, and you know, when the time comes for maintenance and service on that equipment, that the, that that manufacturer has the OEM certified technicians to be able to do that work. Um, I think something else that is important is that the hoist equipment that's purchased carries the proper certifications, either uh, FEM ratings or ISO, CSA, CMAA, which is the Crane Manufacturers Association of America, or HMI, which is Hoist Manufacturers Institute, and that those ratings uh, match to what the customer's applications are. And uh, a good crane manufacturer will listen to the client and, and find out what their application is, and then instruct them on how to match uh, a piece of equipment to the application. And the big difference there is it, it makes a big difference in your maintenance costs over the long run. If you use uh, a, a hoist or crane equipment, equipment that is undersized for the application, it will uh, wear out sooner. Um, if you use one that is way over uh, specified for your application, it will cost substantially more. And you're, you're basically paying an upfront cost that you don't have to pay. As far as typical safety uh, equipment that you want to really look for in a new crane, you're, you want to look for anti-collision between hoists uh, that might be on the same bridge beam, uh, as well as you want to make sure that there's proper anti-collision systems between two cranes that are on the same runway. Uh, you don't want the cranes bumping together uh, in an uncontrolled fashion at, at full speed. You want to have it slowed and, and ideally stopped before that would, would take place. You want to have travel limits for your bridges and for your uh, trolleys as well. So they're not mechanically, they're not colliding with the end stops, the physical stops on the crane to keep the hoist and, hoist and bridge cranes from coming off their, their, uh, their rails. You want to make sure that there's uh, electronic and mechanical limit systems to, to stop that from happening. And same thing goes with the upper blocks, uh, the upper block limits, you, so that you're not that the block is not contacting the bridge, bridge crane structure when it's lifting. Uh, in the industry, that's called two blocking. So uh, you don't want to have that happen. Um, and also for lower limits for the crane, is you don't want to be dropping the hook down to the shop floor as you're, as you're uh, lowering it to, to do a hookup. If the guys aren't paying attention and you don't have a lower stop limit, you could be 
bashing into uh, the concrete or um, grating on the floor. And, and over time, I mean, you're going to cause a little bit of damage to your hook by doing that. And then uh, I would say one of the last, the final things is just overload limits for the cranes themselves. Uh, the crane should really have about a 10% overload that cuts off any kind of hoisting function so that you don't really stress the components of the crane and push the design past where it was supposed to go. As far as safety goes, those would be the main things I would look for. Out of curiosity, are these standard aspects you will walk a new customer through uh, if they are looking to purchase? Yes, absolutely. Okay. That's uh, part of the sales process to make sure that the client is getting proper consultation and, and that their, their application, the certain requirements for safety for the crane and, and their application are being met. Yeah, Tom, Sebastian, um, what proper documentation should be supplied with an equipment turnover package? Sebastian, you want to answer that yeah, one? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, proper documentation that uh, should be supplied with the crane there. Uh, we're looking at all the OEM manuals with hoist and crane components, uh, uh, all the engineering structural drawings for the crane, and any supporting structure like the crane wing that was part of the supply. If uh, we see sometimes that uh, cranes are only supplied and the actual building with the runways are supplied by a, a contractor. So uh, uh, these documents are very important. Uh, electrical schematic for the system, uh, that's vital as well. Uh, certificates from the OEM equipment manufacturers stating standards and specifications that the hoist crane components, radios, etc. were manufactured to meet. So we gotta make sure we follow all our standards all our specification, uh, we have guidelines and we can't go around it. And obviously the structural steel mill test reports. So all the material that you use, uh, you need traceability. Uh, it's part of the, the um, structural manufacturing. A lot book that meets the requirements as laid out in CSA B167, containing uh, these information. Uh, we're talking about commissioning and load test reports, inspection and maintenance records. Uh, and we recommend that the logbook also contain certified crane and runway drawings and certified building structural drawings, including the floor details. In terms of hoisting, uh, what makes your company unique in, in this marketplace? I think um, as far as hoisting goes, we've really made a commitment to safety and quality in our in the equipment we provide and the service that we provide. We're we're trying to set a standard that it raises the bar, so to speak, in in, in this industry. Just as our from our own perspective, uh, we want to make sure that we're we're meeting the highest level of safety and the highest level of quality that that we can. And that we think that that brings a large value to our clients. Another uh, feature that Hoisting Limited has that most of our most of our competitors in this industry don't don't have is that we have our own in-house structural engineer who uh, is is available to us 24/7 to to modify designs and 
basically come up with solutions for clients that other crane companies really just can't do. They would have to go to an outside engineering firm, unfamiliar with the, the manufacturing techniques and the, and the uh, skills that the company possesses. So our in-house engineer has been with us for several years and knows, uh, he works closely with myself and Sebastian in the manufacture and design. And, and we all have a good input with him as to how we want to get things done. So we can really provide a customized product to that, to the client uh, that meets all their needs, not just sort of fits, you know, well enough. I think that uh, another really important factor for us is, is that we're not only just a manufacturer, we also have a, an extremely strong uh, industry leading service department that backs up our, our work and our designs and are able to go out into the field and, and make sure that the equipment's installed and maintained properly for the clients. And we also provide all the OEM parts for those, those cranes. We, we also have rental equipment. If uh, the need ever were to arise where we would have to, you know, uh, you know, under a warranty situation, provide a rental piece of equipment for the client. We, we have multiple options there. And I think, you know, we've really committed to building high specification equipment and uh, with a high quality workmanship, but we, we try to take that uh, approach with all of all of the equipment we make so that we're even our most basic crane systems we're trying to meet a quality standard that is leads the industry as opposed to uh, you know just providing a, a good enough right with that is part of the documentation that we provide we we provide most of our we can provide most of our quality documentation from our in-house quality if the client uh, so desires to see that. But we really strive to get a, a, a turnover package to the client that gives them all the documentation and all the information that they need uh, to make sure that they're meeting the OHS guidelines and, and the manufacturing uh, industry guidelines so that they don't have to worry when if they if they do have a, an issue or there is a OHS inspection they have all the equipment that they uh, they have all the documents that they need to back up use of the equipment and uh, I, one other little feature that I think sort of makes us a little unique because we're in Canada obviously uh, most of our year is spent in in kind of sub-zero temperatures and with our work in some of the northern um, oil sands plants and their requirements, we've really got an appreciation uh, for working with cold weather steel and uh, with cold weather welding procedures to make sure that if we're talking about an outdoor crane uh, or an outdoor structure that we're, we're addressing those uh, unique features of my working at minus 40 that say most places in the world don't ever even consider and so we have specialized welding techniques and we use special steels at those temperatures to to make sure that you're not going to have welding failures at at ultra cold temperatures and this is something that we look at in the design uh right from the get-go if we know that this is an outdoor 
piece of equipment. And I don't know if it's uh, something that most other manufacturers do. I, I'm pretty confident that we're one of the only people in, the, in our industry in this area that really is taking a, a definite look at that before, before the design is completed. Yeah, just maybe to add on on to it there, Marcel, there um, things that make hoisting uh, unique a little bit is uh, the focus on the quality of the product. Uh, I feel that it relates directly to safety. Uh, that means the, uh, uh, the tradespeople, how they're going to be performing their work, uh, what kind of welding they're going to be performing, what kind of uh, inspection has to be done. Uh, the actual uh, preparation of the equipment to be painted. Uh, some equipment are going into highly corrosive environments and uh, improper preparation or rounding up uh, steel uh, create sharp edges and uh, a corrosion can appear really quickly onto the job site and can cause failure in, uh, in the long term. So I think Quality is directly related to safety, and I feel that it's a, a very high feature into hoisting. Just in terms of a follow-up for Tom, in terms sure. of the of the manufacturing work you do, I'm just curious how much of it would be custom. You mentioned uh, your in-house engineer, for instance. Uh, just curious. Um, I would say that we're pretty much making about 75% of the cranes that we manufacture have some custom component and just as an example uh, most manufacturers are building from a kit design so they have standard lengths of beams for certain spans and they'll just upsize from the one that the actually if you want 48 feet they just go to 50 and you're in the end of the day you're paying for more steel and probably uh, higher cost equipment that you really need you can manipulate the uh the design to to address some of those features or we are able to get you a little bit further uh approaches to your end walls or your uh doorways and things like that by having a custom design these are things that a lot of customers don't think about they're just buying uh, uh an off-the-shelf product and and uh, just make it fit. Whereas we'll, we're able to, with our, using our, you know, input from our engineer and, and uh, able to actually craft that, that crane to fit into the space that they needed to fit in and, and optimize what they want to do, whether that's a lift height or an approach to an end wall, whatever that happens to be. Uh, my final question of the day is, uh, yeah, for either Sebastian or Tom, but what is the value in your customers having proper crane operator training? Whether they realize it or not, cranes are highly specialized industrial machines. And uh, they're not all made the same. And they are involved in, you know, highly safety sensitive operations. And it's not good enough just to have somebody who doesn't have experience and proper training to operate this kind of machinery. You wouldn't want somebody who's never been in a front loader uh, operating a front loader around power lines or <laughs> gas lines or whatever. Um, and, and really 
operators need, they need the, the general safety training uh, to operate the crane properly. And overhead cranes are slightly different than mobile cranes. So there's a, there's a little bit of specialized training there, but there also needs to be some, some training from the, the client, uh, the, the supplier to the client as to the specifics of that particular crane, the hoist, uh, and so on. So it's not just the generalized training, but also specific training for, for the exact model that they have. And like I said, the, with it being highly sensitive safety operation, when you increase the capacity of the crane that you own, like if you go from a two ton or you have a 10 ton or a 50 ton crane, the increase in, in that capacity really raises the, the seriousness of, of the risk that you're facing in making those lifts. And um, it really takes a skilled operator to know how to operate uh, a 20 ton crane or cranes in tandem, which is a lot of manufacturers want to operate two cranes at the same time. And they, you know, there, there's a lot to consider there and, and you really need skilled people to do that. It just shouldn't be left to, uh, you know, somebody who's, who's seen a crane before. <laughs> crane operator uh, require training uh, because uh, the complexity uh, of sometimes lifts. Uh, it could be an awkward lift, uh, extremely long. Uh, we're looking at maybe um, capacity-wise to match the crane, to understanding how to rig it. Uh, there are multiple configuration of rigging, using the proper rigging. Uh, I think there's multiple incidents or accidents that happened that could have been prevented uh, by proper training and having uh, operators trained and deemed qualified and deemed competent to use the equipment prior to just uh, having someone uh, looking for a summer job and start operating crane over the, the summer and just uh, uh, go with the equipment there and hoping that everything's gonna go fine. I think there's uh, uh, more safety oriented companies now that kind of understand that aspect and i think i'm happy to see that but i'm still seeing companies that having a hard time to uh, follow up with that awesome thank you tom and sebastian for sharing your expertise on overhead cranes thank you thanks from all of us at ohs canada stay safe this episode is brought to you by Hoisting Limited, safely delivering full-service overhead cranes and material handling solutions with expertise, professionalism, and dedication to exceeding industry standards. For more information, visit hoistingltd.com. Thank you for tuning into Safe Zone, the podcast by OHS Canada. To hear more of our episodes or to find the latest workplace safety headlines from across the country, visit ohscanada.com.